Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your crazy bitch, Mistress Mia, and you know, the great, the late, the chronic masturbator. <laughs> First of all, yes. I was early today. Oh, okay. Second of all, <laughs> why you gotta be crazy? Why can't you just be a bitch? <laughs> You know, I, I view it this way. You either have to be crazy or stupid to do what I do. And I'm not stupid. And I'm, you know, always told that I'm crazy. So why not just go with it? Okay, well. And yeah. John blinks his eyes. I blink my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> sure. We'll tell him that. <laughs> That's what we'll say. I'm crazy, John. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yes. Oh. All right. And I get to be your bestie. You do. Yay. <laughs> you know how to throw that in there somewhere. Yes, you okay. had to. That is a okay. That's like my my tagline now. My signature. Movie. It is. You know, people have you know commented on that. They and like it. They do. They got really like it. About it. <laughs> people say, "Yay, me!" <laughs> we have yes, and you know that's the other thing. We really we've gotten some nice emails over the past week. They like us, people. Mia. They I, really like us. I'm so thrilled that people like you and and me. <laughs> I, I hear some facetiousness in your No. Voice. I just made that word up. Facetiousness. <laughs> facetious means sarcastic. <laughs> I know what it means. Thank you. So you didn't just make it up, John. No, I didn't make up facetious. I made up facetiousness. Oh, oh, uh, probably okay. Probably not, but Missed you've never one. used that one in a sentence before. No, I haven't. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right. So I received this. I have to read this really one nice Okay, thank email. you, because it's just getting out of hand already. This is from a lovely gentleman. He said, um, I just wanted to say thank you for the informative and interesting podcast you do. Being new and exploring the community makes resources like what you provide that much more appreciated. I'm intrigued about the experience of serving a mistress, so I think I'll make a trip to your dungeon soon. Your demonstration of knowledge and willingness to teach illustrates your professionalism and skill set. Now, how nice is that? Wow, he stroked your ego, didn't he? He just stroked the shit out of me. Yeah, you yeah, liked I it. I almost came over uh, this That's what email. I was about to say. You look like you're about to come. Mm-hmm. He's stroking you like oh, a yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he wants you to stroke him next. See, you can see my cum <laughs> face there, John. Oh, God, I don't want to see your cum face. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll save some other emails for for another episode. Please, but yeah. regardless, it was that was very sweet. It was very kind of him to say something like that. And you know, I always say I don't know everything about BDSM. I really don't. You know, you you just learn things as you go. You learn things um, as you do things, and you do it for long enough. You eventually become good at, at what you do. Yeah, you're great at like being anything. a bitch. I am. I can. I can. I've I can seen do you. That. I've seen you in the dungeon. <laughs> I look at you sometimes and I get scared. I'm like, holy shit! I'm gonna leave now because I don't want that. To hap- I don't want that to happen to me. <laughs> don't talk to me like that. <laughs> you can't handle what happens in the dungeon. No, I can't. No, I can dish it out. I cannot take it. Ah, uh, it's okay. Uh. It's all right. You know, it's a beautiful day. The sun is shining and. Uh, there's plenty of asses to beat out there. We just have so to wait for them asses. to... So many asses. Yeah. 
<laughs> just not enough time. Are we talking about our farm again? Yeah, Asses. I don't the see The donkeys and the ponies and the... And the little piggies. Little pay piggies. Wouldn't that be piggies. fun? Yeah. We dressed up a little piggy and put him in a little skirt one day and made him hump the floor. We did. Yeah, we need some pigs. We did. We do. Indeed. Our little kittens <laughs> and our bunnies, our cute little bunnies. You know what I'm already missing, though? I know it's not part of the farm. Part of my little jungle would be my little monkey boy. I miss my monkey boy. Oh, monkey boy. Yeah. I was so sad. It's always because nice to have a little monkey on your shoulder. Yeah. You know, rubbing my feet, cleaning my cat litter, you know, just doing those things that monkeys <laughs> need to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Looking cute hanging from the tree. <laughs> he told me, he's like, you know, some things that we do are kind of intimate. I'm like, how is that? You fuck the floor and I beat your ass. That's not intimate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not sucking your dick and fucking you, so uh, no. <laughs> anyway, fun times. Okay. So, John... What are we discussing today? We're discussing ideas on how you can still enjoy BDSM while impaired. Or disabled. I'm impaired right now. You're very impaired. I'm John's also, already had two beers and it's I'm, not even I'm also noon. disabled. <laughs> I'm mentally disabled. <laughs> wow. So, so a little... A little uh, backstory on all of this is we met a gentleman here recently. Our producer actually found this gentleman. He's in the fetish lifestyle. And he was saying that, you know, he has cerebral palsy and he, he has a lot of difficulty verbalizing things. And, you know, it's very difficult for him to communicate to a lot of people because it's difficult for him to even use a keyboard. So <clears throat> not only is... Any type of, you know, devices like his iPhone or whatever, they can't understand him, but he has to get an actual communicator that does three-way phone conversations. Yeah, like an interpreter. An interpreter, exactly. And it's sad because, you know, he's not speaking anything other than English, but, you know, his, his verbal, his verbalization, um, he can't say what he wants to say. Thank you. And I'm trying to use the technical term for it. Trying to be all smart about it, but. Really? Really? You're going to do that this morning? <laughs> well, John I have is had cruising for bruising. Two beers. Yeah, that's true. You get a little cocky <laughs> two, ass. Two whole beers. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Okay. Anywho. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, the way, anyway, the way. Wait till I have two and a half. Then oh we'll my fuck. God, you're still talking. Uh, Jeez. All right. Go play, you play, with your, play with your titties, John, while we do this. I don't want to play with my titties. I'm going to play with my dick. <laughs> want to see that <laughs> all right so it says that um this is a post by mr steel uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of actual mr steels so you know more specifically i don't know who this actual one is but this was written by a guest author so the uh, the article is over 15 years old but they wanted to bring it to light again because it's still an ongoing issue in our community because we've known people that have been disabled yeah 
Like yeah. you're in a wheelchair, you have different types of disabilities. Yeah. But you still yeah, want to so be dominant. It's still your fantasy to be dominant and to control someone. Or being uh, submissive. Or even for submissive, that yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've even had submissive people that, that we know. And like one of our very good friends, you know, she broke her shoulder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she had to sit in a higher chair because she's a very tall woman. Yeah. But, you know, to be a sub and wanting to play. And, you know, it's like, how well could she play with a broken shoulder? You well, know? And she still likes to go into subspace. Yeah. But I've seen her play at the the dungeons and other places I've played with her. Yeah. There's things that we can do. She can lay down on a table and she likes pain. Yeah. She does. How about when you did the uh, the whole thing with I the, did the electrical? The electric, yeah. 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 She had a good time. I didn't know she had pins in her knees. <laughs> this is a great story. <laughs> so she didn't tell me until we got there. She's like, oh shit, I could feel that in my knee. I have pins in my knees. I'm like, and then I got, I got worried. I'm like, you're supposed to tell me that before I put electricity on you. Yeah. That you have pins in your knees. She's like, no, it felt amazing. Can you do it again? <laughs> it probably <laughs> like, rattled the shit. I can, <laughs> but I need to know that there's pins in there so I don't do it too much. Yeah. Because it 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 affects how we play. Yeah. You know, if you have a pacemaker, I need to know that before <laughs> I put electricity on your heart. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, and we've talked about this. If you have blood pressure issues, if you have yeah blood seizures, uh, diabetes, ab- absolutely any of these that issues that changes yeah. what you can and can't do. Absolutely, and you can still do a lot of things. You just have to modify how you do it. Yeah, like you said, more of the safe aspect of things is to have them lay down. Yeah, have them in a stationary place, yeah. and you you can't know. put them on a cross and flog them. No, not with their arms up either. So. But our friend, what she really likes, we have another friend that goes to the local dungeon, and he sharpens his fingernails to razor sharp, and he puts liquid glass on, like a liquid steel. Yeah, and it hardens them, so his fingernails are actually harder than steel, and they're sharp. And then he scratches her back with them to the point where she's you can start seeing droplets of blood. And then he rubs alcohol into the scratches to make it sting even more. And she <laughs> loves it. She loves it. I would it. really like to see that. Yeah. So she can get the pain she wants in yeah. a safe way. Yeah. It, I mean, it's not, she's not, there's no impact, but there's still a lot of pain and a lot of stingy pain that she likes. And she, uh, she, she told me, I watched the scene when she did it. I talked to her afterwards. She really enjoyed it. <laughs> so there's That's always fabulous. things that you can do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times with <laughs> domination, and domination is more a mental thing, mental domination. Yeah. There's lots of things we can do to chain you up and tie you up, but it's all, if you're not getting into the fantasy in your head, none of those things matter. It's all... The only thing that limits you is your imagination, John. Exactly. <laughs> so when we have people with disabilities, we have, to use, we have to actually have an imagination. You do. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm screwed. You are. You are screwed. <laughs> it says the disabled in the BDS community are often overlooked, and many assume they do not exist. They do. Some dominants are blind, deaf, paralyzed, or otherwise physically impaired. And there are many submissives with varying degrees of disability or other physical problems that, to some extent, leave them handicapped. It is quite possible to see from both sides despite such impairments. However, some key things should be addressed. Okay. So. And it says from the top. So. <coughs> in this article, it's referring to top and bottom as dominant submissive. Correct. So in many cases, a wheelchair-bound dominant may seek out an assistant for an intense scene. This assistant can act as the hands, eyes, and ears of the dominant. However, in lighter scenes, the dominant can often easily seen alone. 
So it depends on what you... We know doms in the community that are in wheelchairs. And um, I've heard that he has a very heavy hand when he spanks because his upper body strength is strong. He has to push himself around in a wheelchair with his arms. So he's very strong. His legs don't work, but his arms do. So he's still able to do a lot of things. And he's a lot stronger than a lot of the other doms. So he can spank a lot harder and he can do all these things. So... It says he or she may bring the disability into the scene itself, which might be to utilize the submissive as a tow vehicle using harnesses attached to the wheelchair. How cool is that? We talked about pony play and have our little chariots. Yeah, that's amazing. Tie your submissive up and make them drag you around in your wheelchair. How fun would that be? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you can use the chair itself as something to easily tie the submissive up. In these latter scenes, the dominant will often create an escape avenue for the submissive in case the dominant should experience difficulty so that they will not accidentally leave their submissive in a bad situation. They could slightly put the brakes on. <laughs> they make oh. it really difficult. Oops. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Did that choke a little? Oh, my God. Put little nipple clamps on and chain yeah. them to the... And then hit the brake. That would have been a Gerald <laughs> move. And pull the nipple clamps. <laughs> Oh, did that hurt? I'm sorry. I must accidentally hit the brake. <laughs> wow. Oh, shit. We're giving people ideas now. Yes, oh, we definitely shit. are. See, we do have imagination. Yes, we imagination. do. Imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Is that from Reading Rainbow? No, it's from Reading SpongeBob. <laughs> SpongeBob. <laughs> wow. Uh, You're a mess. Yeah, I am. <sighs> okay. All right. You done? No, we still have... A lot to go. Please do. Tell us, John. Educate us. Edumacate. Edumacate. <laughs> One of the best dominant males I have ever met in my life lost his legs in Vietnam and made seen with his wife a creative challenge, but one he compensated for quite well. Some dominants are visually impaired who do an excellent job at scening by using alternative ways to communicate and can perform with spotters or close quarters so that touch and other sensations are easier to pick up. The submissive who becomes involved with a disabled dominant needs to expect to be challenged in unusual roles in the relationship. In many cases, the need for trust is even more significant, and for some submissives, they're in, in scene? Yeah, in they're scene. In during, okay. during a scene. Sorry, I split the word between lines. Mm -hmm. Their in scene fear is something additional to be overcome. Yeah. So, yeah, you're with a dominant, you don't know what they're doing. Because it's different. Anytime anything's different, it's a little scary. Absolutely. You have a little bit of trepidation. So can he really do this? And when he does this, am I going to be able to get loose? You know? Yeah. Communication is crucial in all aspects of the relationship and has unique requirements in the scening arena. If your dominant is somewhat deaf or blind, good, reliable, in-scene alternatives should be set up in advance. Generally, the dominant can test out things out of the scene to see if they will work. Also requires a higher level of cooperation on the part of the submissive. With those dominants that have restricted usage of their hands and arms, they can still seem by adapting tools and toys into unique and exciting ways. A higher level of care is necessary if the dominant finds it necessary to rely on electronic devices. Hmm. So, we were talking about our friend earlier with cerebral palsy. He can't, it's difficult to communicate. He can't use his muscles well, so it's difficult to even move his wheelchair. He needs help. And he's a dominant, too. He so. wants to be dominant. That's mm -hmm. his fantasy. So one thing he could do 
is either have another submissive who he tells what to do and they dominate the person for him or have a friend who's a dominant and they work out the scene ahead of time and they dominate the person for him according to what he wants. wants. Yeah. yeah. And he gets to enjoy the scene knowing that it was his brainchild, that he's the one that came up with this scene. I like that. Do you have two subs? I think that's fine. I, I like the two subs. Yeah. And it would be fun to set up with the subs and not tell each other their part. Mm-hmm. Tell the one sub, this is what I want you to do to the other. And then go back to the other sub and say, this is what I want you to do to them. And they're torching the shit out of each other. And yeah. neither one of them knows what's going on. Yeah. How God. fun would that be? Are we sadists? That would fuck be a mind yeah. fuck, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? No, I'm in charge, bitch. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm in fucking charge. You do what I say. And both of them are on the floor. <laughs> oh, fucked up. <laughs> so and you're just watching like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would be fun. So crazy. And they both end up with a double ball gag in the mouth and strapped <laughs> strapped together. <laughs> and then he has to call the real sub in to come get him loose. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> You're a mess. Okay, your turn. All right. Bottom thoughts. Bottoming thoughts. I like bottoms. Yes, you do. Yeah, I do. Many submissives are physically disabled and can range from carpal tunnel disease in their hands or wrist areas to full bed incapacitation. This creates levels of increased difficulty and risk. It is both dominant and submissive's responsibility to fully reveal the complete nature of all known body ailments before engaging in any scene, as per our discussion. Mm-hmm. Numerous actions would be slightly risky to a completely healthy submissive that can kill an impaired and submissive. That's important. It really is. Explain that, John. We do things consensually. We know they're dangerous. A lot of things we do, we know there's a level of danger. Breath play is dangerous. Fire play is dangerous. Electrical play is dangerous. And you do it in a safe way, or as safe as possible, knowing the risk. You go in knowing something might happen, there could be an accident, and you could get hurt. Absolutely. But if you're with somebody that's disabled and can't do certain things or has certain ailments, it could actually kill that person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, we you had, have to you have to communicate before you do it. We've had people, you know, on the cross faint, for example, you know, pass out. <laughs> Why are you looking at me when you say that? I know I passed out. Why are you going to tell my shit? I know. I fucking liked it. My knee hurt for three months. <laughs> and I was confused as shit. I didn't know what happened. But it was great. <laughs> oh, God. Fun times. But it was an accident. We didn't do it on purpose. Absolutely. Okay. I say we. You had no part in it. No, I had no part. <laughs> I was eating a brownie 10 feet across the room. <laughs> and you were pissed. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That person's not with us anymore. <laughs> like, Hoorah. Nope. <laughs> we didn't talk about that. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, the dominant should ask for, and the submissive should volunteer good medical information. There's no mandate which says that a submissive needs to stand for a good scene. We talked about that. We did. We We have our friend that that laid down on the table instead. Absolutely. Um, In many cases, a prone person is easier to play with and with better control. 
Bondage risk can be minimized when you reduce the potentials of unconsciousness. A wheelchair-bound submissive can be bound into their chair and sensitive areas played with. So funny story. So I went to Biloxi one time to see one of my subs, and he's in a wheelchair. And super cool guy, but, you know, he likes bondage. Well, rather than me, you know, try to... Usually I would put him on one of the implements that we have in the dungeon, but it was one of those times where I just wheeled him in and he's like, so what do you have for me today, mistress? And I said, saran wrap, hello. That's exactly what I was thinking. You <laughs> saran wrap him to his chair and then tip the chair over. <laughs> I, <you> know, <laughs> I just leaned it back on the handlebars, John. That's what I knew you did. I knew it. Because <laughs> that's what I would have done. <laughs> wrap him up. He can't move. He can't get away. His hands are tied down. And you yes. tip it over. Like, yes. tip it backwards. Yes. And be like, okay, bitch, see you in a couple of days. Well, I it, mean, it you was, come back. But it was bye. funny. <laughs> it was funny because my husband was in the bathroom, you know, during this whole interaction. He's like, oh, I'll just sit in the bathroom play on my phone. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So... <laughs> He didn't know how long it was going to take. And I was like, well, you know, he's supposed to be here for an hour or so, give or take. And so when he did that, he came in, you know, I had him put his hands in his laps. I saran wrapped him, saran wrapped his hands first so he couldn't touch anything. And then I basically (laughs) laid the wheelchair back. I did some bastionado on his feet, you know, sat on his face a little bit. And then I took and put the massage wand on his cock and balls, you know. And he didn't last long. <laughs> Poor little baby. He didn't last long at all. Okay, here's what. <laughs> here's an idea for next time. Yeah. Do all those things. Sure. Bring an extra person with you that he doesn't know anything about. Yeah. Either your husband or another dom. Sure. Have them wait outside. Yeah. You get done. Now, when you're wrapped up and blindfolded, you lose sense of time. So, get done. Say, all right, I'm out, and leave him like that. Just <laughs> leaned over backwards, saran-wrapped, and just fucking leave. Yeah. And wait about 30 minutes. He has no idea. To him, it's been a couple <laughs> hours. <laughs> yeah. And have the other one knock on the door and say, room service. <laughs> have him gag so he can't say anything to yeah. say, no, no. And they come in, and they see him, and like, oh, my God, what the fuck? <laughs> Now, I told and then they you. start fucking with him too, and he doesn't know it's not room service. <laughs> wow! <laughs> How fucking! Oh my god, that would be a mind fuck. Wow! Now, see, I told you before. I don't know if you remember this story, but I took one of my subs, and you know, you, there's no implements there to actually, you know, tie or chain anybody up in a hotel. Like they make it very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we talked about it last night. They have the little racks that you use to take to your car and put your suitcases and everything and wheel it up to your room. Yeah. Keep that motherfucker in your room and tie him up to that shit. That'd be great too. And then <laughs> when you get him tied up, you take him on the hall and push him down the hallway. Oh my God. <laughs> For everybody to see. <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> Just leave him out there and get out of it and leave. <laughs> well, what I did was I actually hog tied him. And use shackles, you know, oh, leg yeah. shackles to do this. And I did have room service come up and bring water. And I purposely had the door open enough. So he has the ball gag in his mouth. He's hogtied on the bed. And the guy looks over my shoulder like, uh. <laughs> 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 and I said, 
BDSM. <laughs> Shut the door. <laughs> just embarrass the shit out of them. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Fun times. Oh, God. <laughs> See, that's why we're besties. Exactly. <laughs> you did exactly what I would have done. <sighs> great minds. Great minds, John. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, remember that healing times are critical here. In many cases... In many cases, the disabled do not heal at the rate that physically healthy people do. So it becomes even more imperative to scenes in ways that no one or no way decreases the quality of the submissive's life. So don't bruise. I can't emphasize that enough. It is seldom necessary, although many submissives parade bruises somewhat like badges of honor. Bruising is tissue damage. Healing from an injury can not only be difficult, but in some persons, impossible. So that's good. That's, that's good a good advice. thing to know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, I've been in the medical field before, you know, and I've seen people, you know, especially elderly, you know, that's just something you don't, you have to take very serious period, yeah. you know, obviously when we're mobile and, we move about, you know, blood can flow and everything else. So. Right. Doesn't leave permanent damage. Exactly. We, we never want to leave permanent damage. Very much so. Well, permanent psychological damage is okay. Psychological damage. <laughs> 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 We're both saying it, so we just laugh at that. <laughs> I will fuck you up. <laughs> Tell a guy with that 14-inch cock, God, you have a little tiny dick. <laughs> he goes home crying. I have a little dick. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's what you get for having a big cock, you asshole. <laughs> oh, oh, God. God. <laughs> we didn't plan that one either. No. Okay. Uh, it says, I know of several submissives who were bruised and after over a year still carried damage. Damn. The, the idea is not to see what a person can handle, but to challenge their personal level into the realms where they can experience the intensity and its unique coupling to pleasure. This may be a light pinch. The expectations of what is correct level needs to be re-examined as each person is unique. That's important. It's so important. Not even... Not- even for disabled people. Yeah. Everyone's different. Everyone you play with is going to be different. Absolutely. Just because the last person you played with wanted heavy play <laughs> and wanted it hard and wanted bruises and marks and everything was okay, doesn't mean that the next person does. Absolutely. And you have to start slow with everyone and figure out what their actual limit is. Absolutely. You can't just go hard and heavy because you will leave permanent psychological damage on somebody. Absolutely. You know totally out of the box here. I'm not a submissive, but you know, there's times, you know, having the issues that I have as having lupus, I've, I've never really announced that, but you know, we have another friend that she has lupus. She's in the community, but you know, she, she can take hard hits. She can take it. She can take the bruising. I could never do that as a submissive. Sometimes my skin feels like it's burning. Like if I if I take a hot bath or if I have a, like a scratch or something like that, or just a hit, like, you know, my dog jumps on me on my leg. And if I'm not wearing pants and it touches my skin, it's like, it feels like nails going down my leg. So I think for anybody not to realize certain levels of pain for everybody in general, it's different for everybody. Yeah. And that's why, you know, we're doing this class on sensual domination. Absolutely. You know, be great. Absolutely. Because sensual domination can be just as intense sometimes as impact play. Very much edge so. play. 
just it's just a different sensation. Very much so. Pain is a sensation. Touch, tickles, they're all sensations. They can all be intense. It's it's about the chemicals that it releases in your brain. I can't wait to see what you're going to do with your lovely little son. Oh God! You're going to take like a feather and maybe get. She's going to get so hot and bothered by that. I'm thinking we're going to have some chocolate syrup on her tits. Oh yeah. Some candles. Yeah, let's yeah. let's stuff in the fruit salad in her pussy. <laughs> I mean, if you want me to fuck in front of anybody, I will. I'll leave the room. You can do that. It's okay. Other people would love to watch that. <laughs> right? Right? They'd love that. They, they've seen a lot of, they've seen me do a lot of things to her, but we're not going to do all of, you know, we're not going to do a lot of heavy stuff. It's going to be sensual things. Very true. She'll like it. It's she just- likes it when I touch her. <laughs> As do everyone, John. Everyone likes to be touched by yes, John. Yes, they do. Many, <laughs> many areas of the body never fully recover from damage. Breast tissue is an excellent example of an area that doesn't fully recover from damage. Many dominants like to flog the breasts. This can cause lifelong tissue damage. Also, bondage which restrains blood flow can almost immediately cause some tissues to begin to die. They need to understand that where blood tissues are, or blood vessels are, when and where and how to use bondage effectively and safely is necessary. A new dominant should seek out good BDSM texts on the topics and attend as many workshops and live demonstrations as possible before attempting things for themselves. And that is something we see all the time where people do not do these things. Safety is key. Safety is you key. Know- Bondage seems like a simple thing. Yes. You tie him up, the end. Wrong. Wrong, yeah. You have to watch out for their joints. Mm-hmm. You have to watch out for the type of pressure. If you if you put too much pressure on a vein or an artery, yeah. you can... It's detrimental. Yeah. You could do some serious damage. Serious damage, especially if you're trying to do suspension. Yeah. Please, for the love of God, do not do suspensions until you've learned how to tie somebody yeah. for years. It takes time to learn that. Yeah, it does. Because you have to be safe. Flogging, impact play. Don't hit the fucking kidneys. Don't do it. Oh, wow. Yeah, we see that all the time, don't we? Be careful. <clears throat> Negotiate. Be careful where you're swinging at. If your flogger wraps around and hits them somewhere where they don't want to be hit, you can cause permanent damage. Do I do I flog women's breasts? Yeah, <laughs> and I enjoy it a lot. They do, too. <laughs> they do, too. And I've left a lot of bruises. We did some at the last party, and she was marked up. Yeah. But she was so happy because they were even, and they were symmetrical, and they, you know, because I knew what the fuck I was doing. Yeah, absolutely. And when she was done, she said, okay, that's enough. And we stopped. We didn't go beyond because I wanted to go beyond. We went where she was comfortable going, and then we quit. And she had a great time. So... Safety is key, and you don't know what you don't know. You have to do research. You have to learn. You have to seek out people. You know, that's how we met. I contacted you and said, hey, I've talked to several people. Nobody's really willing to take a chance on me or to show me anything. And you seem, out of everyone I met, I told you, you seem like the one that gets it the most because this person has this philosophy and this person has this philosophy, but you just are the one that seems to understand what BDSM is and what it's for. That is such a nice compliment. Yeah, because we have people in the community. BDSM isn't about sex. (laughs) 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 Fucking liar. (laughs) 
<laughs> or it's about this, or it's about that. And you were like, uh, no. <laughs> but you got it. And you, you understood it on the same level that I was trying to understand it. Yeah. And it was like, can you teach me? No, I can't teach you how to be a dom. I can teach you how to be safe. And I can show you some things, but I can't teach you how to be a dom. Which was probably the most honest answer I heard from anybody. Wow. Because you can't. You can't teach somebody how to be a dom. Either no. you are or you're not. No, that's it. Just like you can't teach somebody to be submissive. We tried to make me submissive. That shit didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> that was a mess. <laughs> I just got depressed. <laughs> like, fuck this. <laughs> and it wasn't even you. It was somebody no, else. No, she was terrible. <laughs> she was, was terrible. It was bad. I'm like, fuck this shit. How's this fun? <laughs> Check that one off the list. I'm not submissive. <laughs> do I like impact play? Sure. Do I like breath play? Absolutely. Yeah. Am I submissive? No. <laughs> not for big bitches. You're, you're going to choke me because I told you to choke me, bitch. <laughs> Fucking choke me. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Okay. Let's get back to this there, big bitch. <laughs> okay. A bed-bound submissive can be seen. We know some of those. Yes. <laughs> oh, God bless. <laughs> I, knew Shit. Like, I knew you'd like that one. Yes, I did like that one. Okay. Okay. They can still be seen in a way to them that is enjoyable. Their bed can become a bondage tool. The dominant who likes to stretch their submissive should have great supporting bondage line cuffs and should be remembered to stay within the natural length to allow the sensation of intense bondage. Joints are fragile and even more so in someone disabled. So be creative and use multiple bondage points instead of stressing individual joints. Many disabled submissives have to deal with increased anxieties about their worth and value. Some have extensive scarring, missing limbs, or other physical distortions, which make them very vulnerable to negative commentary. So the dominant needs to be fully aware of these potentials as much as everything else. Remember to do no harm. Your interaction should improve both of your lives, not diminish it in any way. Be supportive and honest from the beginning of the relationship. If you think you may have trouble or feel uncomfortable looking at someone with a disability, then don't impose yourself onto them. The human spirit is fragile and beautiful. Be genuine, open, and supportive. How beautifully written was that? That was great. That was really great. And, you know, that explains a lot because we do. We have we know people that are bed bound and extremely disabled. Yeah. And Sometimes they seem hateful and just angry at the world. And disconnected. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. This, this makes a lot, you know, I already knew this, but to read it and say it out loud makes a lot more sense. Like, wow, that helps me understand why they act this way. Yeah. They just they just feel defeated. Absolutely. And they don't know how to interact with the world anymore. So true. Yeah. You know, we just have to give credit before we forget at the very end of this as well. This is um, this article. It may be exerted from the extreme space, the domination submission handbook, safe, sane and consensual um, dangerous choices or other books by F uh, oh, excuse me, FRR Mallory and shared here with her permission. So, 
So yeah, there are a lot of good books out there. If you there want, really to, if you want to learn about BDSM, read a book. Do your research, especially if you're going to start doing different types of play. bondage play. There's great tutorials out there, great books. You need to learn if you want to tie somebody up. You need to learn safety. If you want to do suspensions, please, for the love of God, get a book on how to do it. Absolutely. Um, you know, I do fire play. I have two books on my coffee table right now about fire play, and the both of them, the first half of both books is safety, fire Damn. extinguishers, what to do if you get burned, types of burns, how to. It's always about safety first before you ever get into any type of play. Yeah. But I didn't just go out there and say, I'm going to light myself on fire. I went and got books, and I learned how, and I learned. You've been working on this last year at least. For a year. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just now getting to a point where I can actually go out and do it. Yeah. Safely. Because for a long time, I was doing things to myself, but just recently, with the last month or two, that I've really been doing intense scenes with someone else. Yeah. You know, I've done shows, yeah, but never really got close to them with the fire. But the last at the last party at the rabbit hole, you know, I was actually lighting people on fire. Oh yeah, but it wasn't because I didn't know what I was doing. I knew exactly what I was doing, and that's why I was able to be confident. Because confident is a huge thing. If you're going to be dominant, you need to be confident. Yeah, you need to be safe, and you need to have the trust of your submissive. And you can't have that trust if you don't trust your own skill set. So two things that you did in Fireplay that really <laughs> look cool. They yeah. really look cool. Is one I saw I saw you do a scene where you took the fire and you're basically putting it in your hand and you're blowing it on them, mm-hmm. which was super cool. And then the other one, your good little our good little friend who's your little sub bitch, which was begging you, let me on fire, John. And you <laughs> and you lit her nipples on fire. And I'm like, damn, he's leaving that fire on her nipples for a while. She says, oh, oh. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, bad girls, that's what happens to them. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but I knew. You knew what you were doing, but it was still. It, it was got cool. hot yeah. and it was painful. Yes. And I knew that, but I've done it to myself long enough to know how long is too long. Absolutely. Because you can. You can leave blisters yeah. and everything else. I knew. Yeah. It was about two seconds, which seemed yeah. like a long – it was a long yes. time. Yeah. But if I left it on for three seconds, it would have left scars. So I slapped her titty and put it out. I was going to say, maybe not scars. <laughs> but I checked on her later. Yeah. I, and I checked on her. I was like, do you have any blisters? Everything okay? Yeah. She was fine. She was fine. Yeah, absolutely. Because I knew what the fuck but I was it, doing. Yeah, but it was just fun to watch. It was fun to watch. It she was, was like, oh, my God. God. I was like, that's what you get. Yeah, that's what you get. <laughs> get your nipples on fire. <laughs> but you've seen me do the fire shows, and I'll light my arm, and I'll leave it on there for a while before I put it out. Okay. So, yeah. So, I now know your theme song. Fire? No. Something better. What is it? You'll wait and see. Okay. Are we going to play it at the end of this episode? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. All right. So, any other commentary before we um, wrap it up soon? No, I think that's it. Just play safe and know who you're playing with. You sure? Pretty sure. Pretty sure? Yeah. So, until next time, make all your fucked up fire fantasies become realities. <laughs> Made it about me. <laughs> no, yeah, a little bit. <laughs>